I would assume so, but I don't know, actually. Yeah. All right, we're about to get going. Hey, everybody. Nikki Burnett here. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, uh, streaming live here on KUHSDenver.com. The best station in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but Taste Life Nutrition Radio, we are here to talk about all the good things in life when it comes to health and wellness. The goal, though, is to bring truth. Turn our, this is my new song. It's my song of the year, just so you know. We're going to give it a listen because it makes me super happy. All right, I'll turn it down now. All right. So, we want to bring to you as much truth as possible. We want to take the confusion out of health and wellness and nutrition, mindset, you know, all of the things that that are good in the world because <laughs> there's so much confusion in other areas of the world right now that we want to bring it down to what's good. What's good is being healthy. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's get through these crazy illnesses that we're dealing with. Um, and a lot of that, it's not just taking care of our physical bodies, taking care of our mental and our emotional health as well. And so I am super stoked because I, I have my guest, <laughs> Dr. Or Coach Lulu, sorry, Coach Lulu with me, who is, this is the coolest thing, we're going to talk about metacognition. And so I'm going to be totally upfront and tell you that I have virtually no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> But that's why it's so much fun. And so I'm excited, um, Coach Lulu, that you're here. And thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you bringing such knowledge and goodness to the world because that's really what we need. Um, and we need to understand that health isn't just the body. You know, it's not our physical body. It's not just eating well. Eating well is exceptionally important. But it's, it's so many other things. And what you do is you really, I, I think, are kind of bringing that mind-body connection together in a lot of ways. Um, so before we get started on all of the details about what we're going to talk about today, which I'm super excited about, um, but we always want to start the show with what we're grateful for. So Coach Lulu, do you want to start and tell us what you're grateful for? Yes. Thank you so much, Nikki, for having me. I'm super excited to talk about metacognition some powerful life tools today, and I am most grateful for the gift of life. I am alive because of a donor, and a family saved my life, a little boy technically, so wow. I am grateful to his parents who made a life-changing decision to give me life in the midst of their own tragedy, so that, that is what I'm grateful for. Holy thank smokes. Um, thank you for putting me in yeah. tears at the beginning of the show. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really hard. It doesn't matter how many years go by. It's yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. Um, and that's a, that, I think that in and of itself is a really important topic, you know, just a quick topic that, you know, giving in that time, you know, and making sure people know that you want to give. That's kind of where I am too, is I want to give every part of me that I can give away that's useful. And hopefully I'm at a place where something's useful. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, that's that's amazing. That's, that's great. Very cool. Um, well, I am grateful for, not quite as deep, <laughs> um, I actually am leaving tomorrow to go to where I call home, so going back to Dallas. Uh, I have, you know, the people who I have grown up with who have, um, you know, it's family, it's friends, you know, people who have, have molded me and made me who I am um, in, in many ways. Uh, of course, we've been here for, you know, 10, 11 years now, so there are a lot of people here who have done the same. But, you know, those, those early years, um, you know, you know, high school and college and, and then early professional life and that kind of thing. Um, I, I'm always grateful to go back. I try to go back several times a year um, and just, you know, hang out a little bit. And I'll tell you, too, 
quite honestly, that I don't see my dentist here. That that's one of the reasons I go back, <laughs> so I can see my dentist there. Um, he made an amazing impact on my life, literally. Um, and so um, I trust him, and so I go back for multiple reasons. But it's always I'm always grateful to get to go back, and it's such a quick, easy flight that, you know, yeah. it's good. Right. I'm grateful and for those that's people. Great. Yeah. 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 Congrats on that. That'll be such a nice treat. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Okay. So I have um, some of your bio here, and you know, in our talking to each other and learning a little bit about you um, through 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 you as well as through a, a former guest that we had on, if you were on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Matt Lowe from Founders Atlas, um, you two are connected. And so this is really cool to have, to have had both of you on sort of back to back, but <laughs> yeah. your, your history, just like you said, you, you had a donor and so you've had some pretty intense situations throughout life. Um, that could have taken you one way or they could have taken you another way. And so I want to get to know you or I want everyone to get to know you a little bit. You know, you know, what what's your story, where it's brought you, what motivates you, what excites you. Um, and then, of course, a little bit about what you do. And then we'll dig into all the deep, fun stuff. Yeah. By the way, Matt Lowe is amazing. So, so lucky that we both know him and are connected to him. Yep. And what a treat to have him on your show. So, yep. Matt, if you're out there, much love, my friend. Hi, Matt. And a little bit about me. So, yes, I have been very lucky to give, be given some tremendous obstacles to overcome in my life from the moment I was born. I was born with a birth defect, uh, which resulted in a lifelong kidney disease. We did not know this when I was born. And... Um, went through five years, my first five years of really intense medical treatment. And I, where I was born and where I lived, we moved a lot when I was a kid, but I actually lived in this area. There were no children's hospitals, so I was treated in an adult hospital. And at that time, they believed that parents were in the way. And so wow. I was removed from my parents anytime I was having medical treatment done. So basically a complete loss of power from zero to five, which is a very important developmental stage for our brain as we know, right, for children, and uh, strapped down, held down, and had invasive medical testing done. So I won't go into the graphics because I really don't want to trigger anyone because I'm very mindful about that. Right. Um, and ended up having double surgery when I was just shy of five and had a 50% chance of coming out of that, and here I am. And that's been one thing after the next year that, that went into my adolescence with ongoing kidney disease, chronic kidney disease, uh, at 20 in college, diagnosed with a very rare autoimmune illness called Addison's disease, mm -hmm. incredibly rare. So yeah, one of our presidents had it, mm -hmm. uh, which gives me this awesome complexion, one of the upsides, but many, many downsides really? to having a very rare illness. I did not <laughs> know that. Yes, namely trying to stay alive. So in college, I was in and out of intensive care, had a, some very close calls with my life. They did call my next of kin at one point. Gained about 100 pounds in less than three months from being in and out of intensive care and the type of medication that they treated me with. Um, the, the protocol at that time was quite aggressive. So went through that and then on and through my life was hit by a drunk driver and a hit and run and spent about a year in rehab uh, learning to get back, not just mobility, but also how to manage my body so that I didn't end up having uh, full, you know, rod surgery on my spine because mm -hmm. that terrified me with my medical history to go back into a hospital and have surgery, not, I will do anything to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, and then ongoingly, my kidney, I took really good care of my kidneys, ended up going quite a ways past when they said I would have a transplant. Very happy about crushing that record through uh, eating well and taking care of myself. And then did end up going on dialysis, which the type that I did was called peritoneal, and it's nine hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, until you get the call. Holy or, smokes. So you either expire or you or you lucky to get the call. I did not have a living donor. I actually, at that time, uh, did not seek one because I had been sick my whole life. So this is something I was very, very used to dealing with. Um, and amazingly, I did get the call. Wow. A few years later, and I'm here today. I'm eight and a half years post-transplant. Uh, I pushed out one business, which I love, and right now, to transition to where I'm at now, I came into coaching through being a personal trainer because I do understand how important it is not only to eat well, but 
to take care mm-hmm. of our physical body. Yep. And going through dialysis allowed me the opportunity to get a very clear distinction between my mind, my body, and spirit, or whatever you want to call whatever faith you have, right? So faith is very important. And, and separating those three things out because I had zero control over my body, but what I could start choosing to control was my mind. Right. And, and there was a very pivotal moment that that happened in my life. And from then on, I moved from having to do things to getting to do things, which when we get to do things, brings in the power of choice. Right. And so here I am today. Yep. And I coach, I usually coach leaders, uh, executives, people who run companies. And even though they're incredibly successful already financially, we work on ongoing growth as far as leadership development. And that's what we do. That's amazing. Um, I think that, Thank you. that yeah, um, you know, having a story like that, a, a history, that brings you to such a high level because you know what we know can happen so often is the poor me attitude um yeah and exactly the the victimhood attitude and in in my mind some of what we're talking about is being cognitive of your of what you're thinking and why you're thinking it and then having the ability essentially to say, wait, I need to be aware of this and I need to do something about it because I'm, I'm going into a hole instead of bringing myself out of a hole. Very true, yeah. So I, when you go through end of care planning, dialysis is you know, a treatment, not a cure, transplant is a treatment, not a cure, but you do go through a process of planning your funeral through a living will down to the music, everything. Like it's very strange knowing the power of visualization in the mind to be actually visualizing my funeral Ugh. and writing those things down and turning it into my nurse. So it's very strange to, and, and a blessing to have the opportunity to both plan my funeral and also start to plan for my future simultaneously. And that took me, you know, really being responsible for my choice and who I'm being in life. So victimhood is easy. Choosing your life, creating your reality is the work, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting, um, and I love this so much because um, although I don't know a lot about the, the you, know, you know, the metacognition, what we're talking about, what I, you know, I have and what my husband does and, and a lot of people who I'm surrounded by have their daily meditation time, daily prayer time, daily... We, you can call it manifesting, prayer, meditation. For me, it's all of the above. I do manifesting. I do prayer. I do Bible study. Um, I do, uh, you know, uh, meditation. I don't know if I already said that one. So I forget that one sometimes. <laughs> I don't do it as much as I should, but I'm working on it. You know, the visualization. But all of those things that have, have I truly see me as a better person, a bigger person. Um, you know, life is good, you know we all know that shit happens right um but we 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 have to know and and find that place where we can go okay i i'm gonna pull myself out and because i can and we can't depend on other people to do it right yeah 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 cool i do want to make a clarification real quick that things happen and there are perpetrators and victims in life right that that does happen right but victimhood in and of itself is a mindset. Right. And that's the, that's the yeah. distinction that I'm bringing. Because it would be very easy for me with my long-standing history of what I've walked through to sit in victimhood yep. or, as you said, poor me. Mm-hmm. And, and I absolutely refuse to. Good for you. But, Good for you. Yeah, uh, yeah you are uh, a model to a lot of people, I'm sure. So that's, that's amazing. Um, I'm going to uh, go ahead and just take a quick break so we can get into some of this fun stuff that I'm super, just super excited about. Um, so I want to talk about Rightful. So Rightful is, you know, I keep calling them a new company. They're fairly new to the supplement game, but they are a pain management supplement. Um, it's a liquid, a morning and evening supplement. One uh, sort of wakes you up and makes you feel good. The other one's, you know, calms you down and helps you to sleep. Um, but it really is it's it's a it's a turmeric base so it really helps with pain management and so it's not like taking ibuprofen or any other pain drugs where it's going to work immediately now it might it could for some but it also could take a week two weeks a little bit of time depending on 
the type of pain that you're in. But it works so well that it is being used in pain management clinics. And I love this so much because we we need this this coming together essentially of allopathic medicine and functional medicine and integrative medicine and mindset medicine. We need all of these to come together because a single body needs all of those things. Um, and when I see something like rightful supplements on the shelf at a pain management clinic that is an allopathic medicine or Western medicine clinic, um, I see that as a huge step forward because we're all, it's all very, very important. And so um, check them out. Uh, it's good stuff. And one of the things I want to, you know, want, I have to, I can't help but to put out there is if you have pain and you don't know what it's from, don't seek pain management figure out what it's from, find somebody who can help you, whether it's a nutritionist, a functional medicine doctor, um, you know, a regular doctor, somebody who can help you. But the example that I give is my husband who broke his leg and he now has a fused ankle. Nutrition isn't gonna fix that ankle and won't fix that pain. So um, there are a lot of situations where having that pain management is really important or even as you're going through pain management um, to get on the other side of the pain. Right. So anyway, you can put in the go to rightful.com, put in the code TLN20, you'll get a discount. It's awesome stuff. People love this stuff. So give it a try. Um, all right, let's move on. And so what I have here and I love this because I just think it made my mind go, what? Let's think about this a little bit. And so I did a little bit of searching. Um, but what we're going to talk about now is integrating being and doing. And I love that because you you have to kind of think about what exactly does that mean? What is being, what is doing, and what does it mean to integrate it? Um, and so yeah. I'll kind of let you take it from there if that's cool. Yeah, so when I think about integrating your being with your doing, this is the ultimate integration in life. So myself personally, I have a lot of doing, right? Which sure. is action. Yeah. I'm a very action-oriented person which is great however if we are only in action we're missing a huge part of the picture which is being present mm -hmm. with our action that's what being is and so when we integrate our being with our doing have you heard of the zone you ever heard of that yep yep whether it's athletes mm -hmm. or working out or you're running and you get in that zone where mm -hmm. you have the ultimate presence you are being with your doing that is the distinction between that okay so I, I kind of equate this to, um, so a lot of the people, I think probably most everybody that I've brought on the show are all entrepreneurs. Um, and so I love, you know, it's a health and wellness show, but I love entrepreneurs. I love on, uh, women entrepreneurs. I love men entrepreneurs too, but it's, you know, there's a connection there because I'm a woman. Um, and <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging yeah. our natural bias. We all have them. They're not going anywhere. So. Exactly. But I see that I see that with myself. I see it probably with 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 most entrepreneurs. We're not always in that zone. It's kind of maybe a difficult place to be because you're always thinking about what you have to do next or what's going to happen after this yeah. or what's next on my list yeah. and what's going to get done. And um, or, you know, the fear of even what's down further down the road. Am I going to fail? Am I not going to fail as you know, whatever the case may be. And it's always this, I guess in my mind, sometimes kind of a fix it mode. It's kind of a, we got to get it done. We got to can't stop. And then we, we do, we lose where we are right now, which I, for a lot of us is a really great place to be. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot of times doing is a very hot spot type of activity when we think about mindset. So it's, you know, you hear this all the time, especially in the business world of, I've got fires to put out, right? Yeah. Things like mm -hmm. that. And so that's great. But the thing is, then you're always fighting. Mm -hmm. You're always in that mentality of, well, what's next? What's next? What's yep. next? And then where does the enjoyment come in? Yeah. Where does the being come in? Yeah. And that often happens, especially when we head towards burnout, because we're doing, 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 doing. And so one way to really mitigate burnout is to integrate and start integrating that being in what you're doing because when you have that presence, you start to get that love and enjoyment and that passion, especially for us entrepreneurs, of something we start out with. We literally take an idea and bring it into life. Yeah. 
yeah. right? any creator, whether it's a mm -hmm. musician, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so that process, there is a lot of work to bring those things to life. But when we're being with that doing, then we can continue that enjoyment for the, for the long haul. Yeah. So to kind of bring it into, which which is, is very cool, you know, the way that I talk a little bit about that, you know, you talk about the burnout, you talk about what can happen to us if we stay in that fight mode it's a fight or flight right so what's happening yeah, yeah. yeah so you've got this stuff happening um mentally you also have the stuff ha happening biochemically and so if you sit and you stay in that fight or flight mode you have your your adrenaline and your cortisol and all of those things constantly pumping and just right. to your point you said there's burnout. Why is there burnout? Well, your brain's burned out. Your adrenals are burned out. You can't keep going yeah. and it's toxic. Stress shrinks the brain. So you're not thinking as well. You probably have some brain fog. And so, and then you get in this place where I kind of see it as you're, you spiral a little bit because things just sort of come, you know, they get out of control. You can't control what's going on with your body. Then you hit a point to where it's just fatigue. And yeah. then you can't get up because you've literally burnout um and we see that happen uh, and it's 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 not a it's not a good place to be and so going back to i think you know taking that time and, and you know i like to try to do it a couple of times a day i don't always but taking that time first thing in the morning in the afternoon if you can do it the evening if you can do it but being still you know and and taking that time to to focus on where you are now and, and getting back to what you're saying find if you can find that zone i think that that's kind of that perfect place right mm -hmm. yeah it's very difficult to sit in rumination of thought with when you integrate your being with your doing does that make sense will you repeat that one more time sure so it's very difficult to sit in ruminating thought when you're sitting with your being with your doing right oftentimes yeah. when we're in the doing of something we're very much ruminating so say problem solving is one uh -huh, thing. Uh -huh. We tend to start thinking about problem solving and oftentimes we can think problem solving in one dimension. When we can get into our being with the problem, we know the solution is literally on the other side. I have this amazing rock and on one side it says problem and on the other side it says solution because it's just that easy. Yeah. But oftentimes we look at things and we're doing it and when we're doing it, we're making it hard. So when you bring your being into the doing, you can literally make things as easy as possible on yourself. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of think of of I guess in my mind I'm thinking of when you're in the middle of a trouble spot, so a problem with work, a problem in a relationship, yeah. um, and you don't sit back and take that time to 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 be instead of trying yeah. to fix fix fix. Um, yeah. then if you sit back and take that time to be, and it's almost, I, I keep equating it and I hope it's okay to kind of that meditation. Yeah. Um, one of the guys on, on the show, Charlie Pacello, uh, I was, he was on my show not too long ago. And one of the things that he said that I think you, that you'll appreciate is praying is talking to God. Meditation is allowing God to talk to you. So that quiet time, it just stuck with me. I just think it's amazing. But that, that quiet time is when things go, Oh, I got it and I can I can now I can you know move move forward and you know figure it out like you said it's just the other side of the yeah. rock the solution is you know there's a great example of this I just thought of which is oftentimes when we're in the shower we get those great ideas yeah all of a sudden that's something we're working through just like oh here's the solution right because it's easy as that flipping it over it's on the other side of the problem the solution's always there the solution is always there and so what happens in that space is that is the essence of being what you're doing, right? You're yep. in the shower, you're being with yourself, you're being in that space. And then what happens is the things that you're doing in your life, you're automatically, automatically integrating those. And so it's taking that concept and bringing it into all areas of your life. You can't just walk around in the shower 24 hours a day to get the solutions <laughs> on your problems. So. That'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's great. Great. 
So I would be curious, um, you know, when you're working with your clients, what is it? What is it that you see and how do you how do you see them? How do you work with them? How do you kind of change that being doing mindset and what are, you know, tricks of the trade to help people be cognizant of that? Because learning new habits is not easy, especially for us old people. (laughs) Well, actually, I just uh, just an article published about that with Coaching World about literally being unstoppable and leveraging your distractions to work for you. So a, a couple things is, as far as my coaching and what I do and tips and tricks of the trade, is I know that my clients have their solutions available to them. Mm-hmm. So coaching is conduiting. It's very different. So first I just want to bring a distinction to this. It's the difference between therapy and coaching and consulting. So therapists, right, are, they're very valuable. I've gone through full PTSD protocol, obviously, yeah. with my history. Yeah. I use a bit of support there. So therapists are wonderful because they bring you from your past to your present point in life. Okay. Which is important. Yeah. Coaches take you from your present to the future, where it is that you want to be. Okay. And there, there's a reason for both. Consultants have a message that they're delivering to you. So it's very different. So coaches don't come in with a message, a training, a philosophy. We don't come in with that. We come in with the ability to hold space powerfully and to shift people's energy levels. Meaning if they're sitting, say, in anger or victimhood or are really upset, being able to look at something from a holistic point of view, right? So by holistic, mm-hmm. I mean all angles. Think about a diamond and all the facets on a diamond, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Every spot you look at it, it glistens. There's no ugly part of it. Mm-hmm. Just like a person, every part of a person glistens. It's just we tend to attach meaning to things. And we're meaning-making machines. And so when we can separate our meaning that we attach to things, we can really get clear on who we are, where we want to go in life, and what we want to do. And so as a coach, we start to basically sift through that and see, like, well, is that meaning? How true is that for you? And how is that serving you? But we, we really sit in the belief that clients know the solutions mm-hmm. to their problems, and we help them get access to that. So I don't know if that answers it, but hopefully that does. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. And so are there, are there, what are, so what are, like, again, like, it's like tricks of the trade, or what, what, what do you do to yeah. help people to, because that's, I think I, I'm coming at it from where I am. So I know yeah. that creating new habit takes me time. And then I forget, and then I remember, and then I forget, and then I remember, and then, or, you know, if it's a mindset thing, well, I'm in my work, and I'm not thinking about anything else, but I'm thinking in my work, you know, and so yeah. how, how to, you know, trigger that, to remember to integrate your being and doing. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll give you my top three yeah. of the trade. Okay. Coach, as a coach, first is sitting in intuition. So trusting Mm -hmm. my gut instinct Mm -hmm. as a coach and echoing back what comes through, right? Yep. Two is understanding that we're all exactly right where we need to be, even if it doesn't seem like it. That's always a difficult one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And three, knowing that there's really no right or wrong, good or bad, and so what that allows is detachment from the outcome. So as a coach, it's imperative that I have zero attachment to my client's outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Is that difficult yeah. for you? Pardon me? Is it is that difficult for you to not be attached to, to, to want to No. You know? <laughs> well, as someone who's almost died a handful of times, I'm really skilled at not being attached <laughs> to the outcome. I have fine-tuned visibility like nobody's done. <laughs> I guess that makes yeah, sense. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I have zero fear of death and therefore I have zero fear of life yeah wow that's amazing and what a great I mean amazingly difficult but what a great place to come from to have zero fear <laughs> of life yeah. um, you know yeah. and I think there I think there there's so many fears that we have especially you know I, I've right today and I don't mean to keep kind of bringing up so much stuff that's going no, on right. but there's there's so much fear right now and has been for 
past year, probably longer. Um, and and I, it's a, it's sad for me to see because it's not. I I don't think I have a lot of fears. I definitely have some fears. Um, but there's there what I guess what I see I see in my own clients, um, people who have major anxieties and. They're always about the outcome. What's going to happen? What's coming? How yeah. is this going to end? Or what is it going to end? And what's going on? And yeah. all of this anxiety doesn't do anybody any good. Um, it doesn't help with you know making you stronger. It doesn't help with making the family stronger. It doesn't help with moving a society forward, right? You know, it's one of those things where we have to. It's a we've got to focus on ourselves. And I say this a lot. We talk about um, you know. You know, bringing good, you know, and being strong because we've got to be strong and healthy for our family in order to then for that to move on to the community, right? So I have to be strong and healthy to make my kids, who I don't have, but if I did, strong and healthy for the community to be strong and healthy, and then it spreads. And that's what we need. We need that mental, emotional, physical strength to build us up and build up our communities because there's... There's some crumbling going on out there. Yeah, and here's the thing. We're talking about being with doing. I know we have more to chat about, but here's the thing. Where does anxiety live? In the doing. In the, yes, in the doing, and it also lives in the future. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're yeah. integrating that being with your mm -hmm. doing, if you're present right now, it's, it's very difficult to access anxiety with that presence. Yeah. And as someone who is completely immunocompromised twice over, mm -hmm. I see this as a huge opportunity for our planet. I, I think of this as a global unification opportunity. Interesting. Because when you have a mass consciousness that sits in anxiety, right, the opportunity there is how do we break through that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. Because if everyone can bond over a common feeling or sense, and right now it seems like there's a lot of that out there mm -hmm. and everyone is going to start searching for that other side of the rock or everyone's going to start mm -hmm. searching for the solution yeah okay at a certain <clears throat> point if people are going to hit a they're going to hit burnout with the anxiety and the worry mm -hmm. and the fear mm -hmm. and they're going to hit a wall and then we're going to start doing something about it yeah right you know the you know the equation d times d times fs is greater than r Yes. Action times vision mm -hmm. times first step is greater than resistance. So the tiniest, tiniest step out of anxiety into the present moment starts moving us. And as we do that, think about that throughout the entire globe, the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Consciousness of the entire planet is going to shift. Interesting. This is a huge mm -hmm. opportunity. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. History of our world. Yeah. 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 And I hope that um, I hope that we. We jump on good opportunities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that may not resonate, but that's, that's mm -hmm. what's so for me. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I think it's a, um, I don't know if it's a unique view. It's not a view that I've heard, but I think that bringing views like that to the world, I think it's it's important because people will resonate with it. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Um, and, you know, being a thinker, you know, and a thought leader, uh, that's, that's, that's what's important. So, yeah, cool, good. Um, okay, I'm going to do a quick KUHS Denver streaming live. Yay! KUHS, I used to be a cheerleader. KUHS Denver <laughs> streaming live. <laughs> I always wanted to be a cheerleader. So, thank you. Oh, high school. <laughs> Such fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I I think that this is a, a good point. I keep kind of looking at my nose because my nose, my notes, um, because I have, I feel like we've hit a lot of what the questions that I had, you know, um, but all of this integrating being and doing, it takes a mind to do it. It takes a thought process to do it, right? And yeah. so you got to think about thinking about it. You got to think about doing it, right? <laughs> right? Yes, yes, yes. So metacognition. Let's talk about yes. metacognition and <laughs> I love this 
I just think it's such a cool term. And I'm looking it up going, ooh, it sounds so ethereal, you know? Yeah, and it's so simple that, you know, it's just a lot of syllables, that's all. Yeah, yeah. We can speak, so we can say it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I have a whole bunch of notes here on metacognition that I'm not sure I'll get to, but um, I, I, I kind of want to go back to, you know, what you know, how you teach it, what it, what it is, um, and, you know, start from, kind of guess, the kind of the bottom and move up. Sure. So metacognition, when I came across metacognition, it's such a powerful concept. So let's break down, first of all, the word to make it really simple. So meta is basically a view from above, and cognition is our thinking, right? Yep. So when we think about this, it's thinking about thinking. Another way to think about that is awareness of our awareness. So what okay, this yep. allows us to do by going into and using metacognitive states is to access not only what we're thinking, is is the awareness of why, how, what, who we're thinking about what we're thinking. So the brain has this amazing ability to not only just think, but actually think about its thinking. Isn't that phenomenal? <laughs> it is. It's it's, it's so, so <laughs> it's it's it's, it's funny because it is it's not it's it's literally and I maybe feels a little bit silly saying this but it's not something that I've thought about is thinking about thinking now I've thought about right. why am I thinking this kind of stuff I guess that might be thinking about thinking but anyway <laughs> yeah and here's the thing you know so I, I'm a I'm a I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to this and uh-huh. also just everything brain related because I have gone through the process of rewiring my brain, right? And what we fire, we wire neurologically. So the thoughts that we create for ourselves, and we do create our thoughts, Mm -hmm. and when we can get to the source of our thoughts, the actual origination point of them, we can shift them quite easily. And we can start to look at ourselves in a very different framework, which allows us freedom. It allows us freedom from guilt shame Hmm. some of those things that we tend to put upon ourselves we do yeah i always say we should upon ourselves a lot we should Mm -hmm. upon other people like we got to stop the shooting yeah shooting is the combination of shame and put yes yes so there's always a way to say something without the word should in there without any shame implied yeah it sounds silly but it's pervasive and it's erosive and so when we get to metacognition thinking about thinking we can start to access our source point for our own thoughts and from that, we can radically shift them in a very easy way without a lot of effort. Wow. So, okay. So, um, what are what are examples? I guess kind of going back to the same thing. How do you use this in practice? How do you work with your clients to get them to that place? Yeah. So usually I don't start talking about metacognition because <laughs> sometimes I can sound a bit overwhelming. But the concept of getting to a point of thinking about their thinking becomes quite reasonable when you're looking at that equation I talked about earlier about breaking through your resistance. Because mm-hmm. the tiniest, tiniest micro step is still momentum. It's still something that propels us forward. And this is something that stems from when I was a personal trainer. One thing I learned with my personal training business is that all of my clients wanted to get healthy and fit. There was one thing in the way. And if we draw a line from here to here, we have the biggest piece of tech right on our shoulder. Right. Hold it up all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this piece of tech is phenomenal. I love all things tech, everything related to that. And so I started realizing that this mindset about their fitness world, about their health journey, was getting in their way. Interesting. It's really common, right? We all get in mm-hmm. our own way. Mm-hmm. We all stumble over ourselves. Mm-hmm. So how do we get out of stumbling over ourselves and start to go into a metacognitive state and think about our thinking? The the origins of metacognition come in the educator world. So anyone who's ever gone to any school, whether it's preschool, kindergarten, all the way through, you know, PhD, has been in the world of metacognition. This is a tool that teachers use. Right, right. So by the time we get into college and and post-grad, we are really starting to access our metacognitive state by looking at how we learn and creating ourselves so that we can learn easier, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what that does, and we're just taking that from the educator world. Thank you, educators. We love you. 
and really applying it to all aspects of our entire lives. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I think about, again, I tend to put myself in the shoes of, of say, one of your clients. Um, how do you how do you dig? How do you get people to fi to figure out where this where this is coming from? Yeah, so a lot of that is really in the moment. Uh -huh. It's not something that I plan out. It's really when the client is ready. And I tend, this is the thing, same thing with running a training business and running a coaching business. I tend to know and be able to see sort of when they're ready to take the next step, right, mm -hmm. in their breakthrough. And so we go in and we dig a little. And, and this is something that's co-created within the client-coach relationship. A coach is not there to push you. Mm -hmm. A coach is there to give you access to yourself in a whole new way. Whether it's a football coach in the NFL or someone like me who does leadership coaching, coaches really allow you to access your full potential, right? We right. all have our different philosophies and methodologies, mm -hmm. and they're different depending upon the application of the coaching. So in my world, I can usually sense and I tend to know when my clients are ready to go to their next level and when they're ready to unlock the next thing for themselves. It doesn't make sense to do it all at once. Like I said, sure. those incremental steps, those mm -hmm. really tiny incremental steps that are so easy to put into place, you don't even have to think about them. You've taken the step forward. You don't even, it doesn't feel hard. It feels easy. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we tend to have a lot of thinking around change has to be hard. Change is the easiest thing that happens in a millisecond. So interesting. And so how, oh, go ahead, go ahead, please. Well, a lot of times we can say, oh, it took me 10 years to get to change this. No, it took a fraction of a second. It took you 10 years to prepare yourself to make that change. And so through coaching, what I do is I basically shrink that time frame for people. That yeah, out. yeah. Yeah. And so it's getting themselves prepared to make the change. So the change becomes wanted. It's something they want to do, and so they can do it a lot easier because they're not forcing themselves to do it. Right. Access to it a lot quicker, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. I just find it – I find it <laughs> I so – Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you're, I, I do the same thing, and I probably do it too much um, because, you know, I know people who come to me, a lot of what, what they're hearing is new and different because maybe it's not what they've read on, you know, Dr. Google or it's maybe not what their doctor even, even told them or, you know, it just may just be a completely new concept, you know. I, anyway, I work with people, and so I always, always ask, does that make sense? And I say it enough where sometimes I think, that they think stop saying that because I know that communication is where how it lands right? right it doesn't matter how it leaves my mouth it, the question is is how it lands with you and what's coming through for you so mm -hmm. that's why I check in on that to see yeah because it doesn't do any good for you to ask me something and me to talk about it and not have it connect the concepts I'm really big on creating the concepts and creating them to be easily digestible right that's what I do I take a yeah. really yeah. complex topic like metacognition, yeah. right? You've researched it, you've looked into it, we've had some conversations, which I really enjoy that you did that. And then take that and break it down to be something really easy, a very easy concept to bring into your life and to integrate. So that, that's that's what I do, and it doesn't do me any good if I'm not checking yeah. in. <laughs> right, that's great. So right. Thank you for the feedback, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you see when, so, you, so you're working with one person, um, but then, so this one person has, so they're either, so a couple of different examples would be they're a business owner. So they're trying to get to that bigger, better place as a business owner. Or um, I would imagine for a lot of people, they have, uh, like, as you, you know, past traumas. So there may be some relationship issues. And I don't, I, I know you're a leadership coach. I don't know if you do much relationship stuff, but I would imagine that it affects relationships, whether it's co working relationships. Um, uh, you know, spouse or family relationships, that kind of thing. I would imagine that you see pretty amazing things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so here's the thing. Whether you're a leadership coach like me, you're a life coach, you're an executive coach, which are really similar to leadership coach, really the same thing. No matter what you do, performance coaching, the fact of the matter is, is that 
you end up working in all areas of someone's life because mm -hmm. we do not work. <laughs> it's very difficult to have a coach for one thing and then a coach for another thing because you there's trust built there. It's a very sacred space working with a coach. Right. And we have a very specific set of ethics that we adhere to. And so when you're working with a client, you get to a point that there's a mutual trust there and you end up diving into, yeah, some very specific things in life. So right. it's all encompassing. Yeah. My business clients, we end up working in personal realms and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Are you able to give an example of kind of a, a breakthrough that you've seen that's, that is, that moved you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have this client. He is my dream client. I, I just, he's everything that for me, what I do that I look for in a client. And so we talk about success, right? And, and this client is incredibly successful. And there's always an opportunity to take something to another level. So whether you're working on a deal that I don't know is $10 million, there's a $50 million, a $100 million. And so it's being able to allow yourself to up-level your thinking, right? That's metacognition. Metacognition mm -hmm. is owning your mindset, owning your power. That's what I bring to the table. And so no matter what we're working on, this particular client will just do the action, but also understand that being with the action is incredibly important. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. Um, okay, I'm gonna take another quick break, and we're gonna talk about Zymogen, um, Zymogen is a great company. It's another supplement company. Um, I use them. Uh, I use a, a, a couple of different companies regularly. Zymogen is one of them. I use them quite frequently. Um, they truly have the best of the best supplements uh, that you can find. They're backed by science, backed by data. Um, if if they have you know they're going down the line and everything isn't perfect, then they'll pull the products. Um, I appreciate them. They've got supplements for all issues and organ systems and male and female and kids and, uh, you know, inflammation and, and all of the things. Um, so they are an awesome company. You can check them out. You can go to my website. Um, I think on the homepage down at the bottom, there is a button for whole scripts. So whole scripts is their ordering, uh, system. Um, what I will say though, is you need to know why you're taking supplements. You don't take supplements just because somebody says that this is what you need. Um, and so I wanna really make that point that I love supplements, I do therapeutic supplementation all the time, but I also do it after looking at labs, understanding that person's body, and really knowing what they need. Even something as simple as probiotics may not be the right probiotics for you or for somebody else. And we think, oh, they're healthy bugs, we all need them. Yes and no, right? We need different healthy bugs, and we got to look at labs and understand bodies in, in order to know what it is that we need. So go to them, check them out, but, you know, find somebody. If you already know, great. If you know what you need, that's perfect. But find somebody who can help you understand your body because you're unique, you're not everybody else, and you need the things that your body needs, not what your friend's or your spouse's body needs. So check them out. You can put in the code RADIO5 for uh, a discount. Um, yeah, great stuff, great company. I just love them to pieces. You cannot get them on Amazon. Don't buy your supplements on Amazon. I probably say this every time I do a show, <laughs> but Amazon and eBay are not the place to buy your supplements. They are, there's no regulation. Um, this data shows that the supplements that are purchased either are expired or they are not the product that they claim to be. So um, they, they, they spend a lot of money to make sure that they are not being sold on Amazon or eBay um, because they, they are there, they're there to support the practitioner and the practitioner's clients. So um, that's what I got there. So um, let's talk about I want to talk about, so all of this really kind of, and you know, I, I'm following your lead on this because I, and I think it's just really smart, but you know, the next part of this goes into stop listening and start understanding. Um, and I think that that's great because that's a, it's really, it can be difficult. It's can be difficult for me to do. I think it can be difficult for a lot of people to do. And so let's, Let's talk about that and talk about, you know, what it is that you mean, what, what, how, it, again, kind of, you know, when you're working with your clients, what you're trying to get across to them. Mm -hmm. 
So when they talk about stop listening and start understanding, what I mean by that is we often listen from a boomerang effect, which means you speak, I speak, you speak, I speak. Mm -hmm. And there's no understanding there. We're, we're speaking to respond. So it's another thing to speak to respond as opposed to speak to understand. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So just take this conversation, for example, mm -hmm. everything that we're talking about, everything that you're asking, it's important on my end that I understand what you're asking me. Imagine if you asked me the question, ooh, let's talk about metacognition. And I said, you know, the purple people eater is on the beach over there. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? It sounds crazy, uh -huh. but that is how communication goes. Yeah. Work, right? Someone says something, and then someone says something else, and then there's a miscommunication. It's like not even addressed. There's no pause to seek understanding. Wait a second, I just want to clarify that I understand what you're saying. Right. And then the conversation, and next thing you know, especially in business, think about project management, mm -hmm. operations, you know, Marketing activations. You want your your message to come across. You don't. You want to make sure it's landing. So understanding is very different than listening. Yeah. So I would say um, listen and ask ask the questions. Is that you know we got to understand? And I think that's what you know. I think a lot of people assume. There's a lot of assuming instead of like you say truly understanding. Yeah, and, I'm, and why I'm is that? Guilty. Why why is assumption a natural state? It's a default state. It makes complete sense. Uh huh. But why is that? I don't know. <laughs> why? It's because we all naturally listen from our own perspective. We okay. naturally understand people mm -hmm. from our own perspective. But there's what eight billion people on the planet. How can my perspective and my filter on life, right? Mm -hmm. How can that be exactly the same as yours? Even right. though you and I have a lot of alignment in mm -hmm. our world, mm -hmm. how can it be the same? And this is rampant across our country right now yep. with what we have going. We call it the political divide or the divide. Really, this is the difference between listen, you know, listening and understanding. No one is taking the time to seek to understand because we can radically disagree with someone's philosophical point of view and still understand them. Wow, we need to. We don't to... have to agree. We don't have to agree. This is this is the thing. There's no agreement mm -hmm. that's implied when we're talking about conversation and listening. It's okay to diametrically have a different point of view and mm -hmm. a different framework. Mm -hmm. What's not okay is to assume that your framework and your point of view is the only point right. of view and it's the best point of view. Mm -hmm. There's it's... value in all people. Right. Right. So my first thought is we need to put you in the White House, get you a job somewhere in the White House um, <laughs> as a coach. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do speak to Congress, just so you know. I volunteer. Oh, I'm nice. I'm passionate about volunteer. I volunteer with three organizations right now, and one of those is the American Association for Kidney Patients. And we just got a bill passed in December. I'm very proud of it. We 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 worked with uh, we have a Hill Day, and because of 2020 and what we're walking through right now, right, the global unification opportunity, as I call it, is that we spoke virtually to members of Congress, and actually one of them, because I'm in California, was Kamala Harris's office. Uh -huh. So super excited that everyone that we spoke to actually took it and took it back, and because this had obviously bipartisan support, but we there there's a there's they're part of a bill that it, you can see if it saves money so luckily this bill did save money as well but what it did is it allowed us to get access for kidney patients to have immunosuppressants because we expire we don't live without our immunosuppressants right right so we only have coverage for like three years and the cost of going back on dialysis is first of all the last thing a transplant patient wants to do because mm -hmm. you, you lose your transplant if you don't have your medication and two it's incredibly expensive incredibly expensive mm. And so I do speak and I do work work on behalf of others. So I'm, I'm not in the White House, yeah. but I, I, do, I do touch it because yeah. it's important to speak for others. Sure. I know I didn't have a voice when I was sick, right? When I right. wasn't well, I did not yeah. have a voice. I was not able to use it. So I find incredible joy in giving back and volunteering. Good for you. Good for you. Thank That's you. amazing. So we need to have you in the White House twice because you need to be coaching <laughs> also. Let's coach some people in the White House. Um, <laughs> I'll stick to coaching. <laughs> but yes, I'd be happy to do that. 
Oh man. Okay, so um, we're coming close to our end. Um, not our end, but the our, our, the end of our time. Um, yeah. So all of these things kind of come together really beautifully, which I know obviously was your intent, and it it works so well from the you know the way that we are going through life to the way that we're thinking about the way we're going through life. And then how we interact with others as well as ourselves. Right. I mean, it really yeah. is, it's it's amazing because, again, what that does, it goes back to creating the bigger, better, healthier self, which goes then mm-hmm. into the family, which then goes in into the community. Um, yeah, and exactly. we just become stronger that way. Yeah. Um, right. As an individual, then as in a community, and then as a society. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as I love the other two topics, you know, this last one that that you're talking about is the stop listening and start understanding. Um, Maybe maybe we should have just spent the whole time talking about that one, because like you said, (laughs) we can always circle back. Yeah, it's a a really incredible conversation to have. Mm -hmm. And it it gives us a lot of a lot of ways to understand others and not have to agree with them. So. Yeah, I think that's a tool that everybody can use more of. I know that there are a lot of people yeah. out there who, who have this tool and use it well. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people who don't, and that's okay. But, you know, um, getting that help and, and that, uh, that metacognition, that realization, that understanding that there, you can be a bigger, better person by, by, by having all of these tools and continuing yeah. to build, build your toolbox. I mean, that's really what it is, is building your toolbox, um, and then it, it just makes, again, it's that snowball effect, right? It just makes everything bigger Absolutely. and yeah. better. If so, you're, mm-hmm. just, you know, if you're interested in that, you know, understanding versus listening, I'm hosting a workshop in February, starting February 24th, I believe, I'd have to double check, okay. but you can go to bookinaction.club, uh, that's basically a book club, but with a coach, and we take books, the wisdom of books, and bring them into action. So that we're doing a book in there called I Hear You by Michael S. Thorson. It's a very powerful book on the difference between listening and understanding. I love we're that. We're going to break that book down and break it into action steps and then integrate it into our lives. So we're taking it, being with the book, and then doing the book by bringing it into our lives. So we'll have forever impact with that in our lives. Yeah. Good for you. And so Thank for you. a little bit of clarity, this is her other company, her other passion is yeah. is is this book club and it's not just a read and, and chatty chat book club it's a read and <laughs> put it into action and let's do it and let's yeah. let's create a better me and a better you yeah. and and all of the things and so um that's and so this is this is your next book club essentially right well yeah I, my first one is uh february 15th so that's uncovering the life of your dreams by bruce d snyder he's the founder of ipac which is a really powerful coaching school it's actually the school that i went through okay. and so yeah so i have uh, i'm building out the 2021 calendar right now and so that i hear you is the second book but it's a book in action club literally. awesome and, I love and it's that. a project of mine that i'm just in love with so. yeah no what <laughs> it, much that i'm not in love with no. <laughs> well you shouldn't <laughs> no. you should love what you yeah. do okay so how often do you have a different book, essentially, a bo- different book in action. So we have two books going out in February, a book in March, uh, a book in May. I'm putting one in in April, so we'll probably have one a month. But eventually, I'll be bringing other coaches on because okay. I have an incredibly talented pool of coaches and bring other professional coaches on, accredited, certified coaches, to facilitate these. So I'm starting to do some research right now. What books people really want to look at? I have one right here called Seven and a Half Lessons About the Brain by... Lisa Feldman Barrett, and so that's a neuroscience book. So basically, mm-hmm. what I love and what I'm passionate about, and then start building out different areas for people to explore. That's yeah. amazing. So good yeah, for and you. And I want to co-create it. So I want people to attend to give their feedback and say, if there's a book that someone loves out there, or even a book you have, right, mm-hmm. Nikki, mm-hmm. that you'd like to see and you'd like to really bring into your life, yeah, then let me know about it. Okay, absolutely. I love that. So you're open to yeah. people reaching out to you and saying, this is a book that Absolutely. I love. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm very big on community, building community, and then co- co-creating and collaborating together. Awesome. 
there's power in numbers, right? Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody um, how to find you? Sure, yeah. So for coaching, I'm coachlulu.com, L-U-L-U. And for book in action, it's bookinaction.club. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, we're about done. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I think that this was truly awesome. Just thank you. This has been super fun. I love it. So thank you for just giving me an hour to geek out with you. Yeah. I absolutely had a, had a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Super excited. I do love geeks. Geeks are sort of my favorite because I'm a little bit of one myself. <laughs> Very good. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, I am Nikki Burnett. Uh, this is KUHS uh, Denver. Wow, I lost my words. KUHS Denver uh, streaming live. And my company, Taste Life Nutrition. You can find me, Taste Life Nutrition, basically anywhere, um, all of the social media. You can also go to my website if you have interest, if you have some things that you're not understanding that are going on with your body, you know, whatever your problems might be, go to my website, fill out the free assessment that's on there. I reach out to you personally and we'll chat about them. You know, we'll see if there are things that, that you can do that are kind of minimal to, to kind of figure it out. Or if we need to actually book a conversation, then we will. So um, we're here uh, to be a resource for you. We're here to have some fun with you, to bring you the truth in science um, and, you know, just bring you amazing people like Coach Lulu. So thanks for joining us, and we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. All right, give me just a second, Lulu.